Hey there, I'm Shivani and welcome to the second episode of the Intact Women Reproductive Rights. Before we start, the Intact Women is a podcast that talks about women issues regardless of their geographical boundaries. So, the Intact Women is what it was and what it is to be a woman. Growing up, I never had any opinion on abortions, good or bad, if bad for whom, whether to be pro-life or pro-choice, who should decide on abortions, what does the state has to say about it, or the religion. All of this was unfamiliar to me until the last two weeks. Yes, the protests of women in Poland. I haven't had any opinion over this because I've grown up in a society where abortion was constitutionally legal or because I was never close enough to such an experience. Neither my family members nor my friends were into this. Oh yes, I said constitutionally because abortion is still a taboo to that Padosi Wali auntie. All the while, I thought if one is into a situation of unwanted or medically complicated pregnancy, they will simply go to the hospital and terminate it. I neither knew about reproductive rights, nor do I have any idea of how complicated it can be for majority of people in the world. Yes, I was off from the world and I pity myself for that. In this regard, I cite two very important questions that should be talked about. Number one is that whether the reproductive rights thing is completely a woman issue. And number two is who is actually affected by it individual or state and the church. In my opinion, reproductive rights are more humanistic in nature and less feministic. I mean, it's not just a woman issue. It's an issue of human rights because everyone, regardless of gender, contribute to procreation and everyone has the right to choose between reproduction and abortion. Being born as human beings, one must be able to decide whether to have a kid or not. No religious school or even the constitution should be able to repeal it from one. And secondly, who is affected by this decision? Apparently, the answer is individual. The Catholic religion believes in pro-life and regard abortion as genocide. The pro-choice protesters cite the court's decision to ban abortion as coercive enforcement of Catholic traditions on public. Though Poland is a democratic state, church has wider influence on the social and political decisions of the country. In fact, the ruling party in Poland, Law and Justice, was established as a Christian democratic party and also continues to be influenced by the church. So debates whether there is still room for change in the church's view of abortion pop up. While the church and Christian philosophers say that church's view on abortion from the beginning as early as first century has been pro-life, supporting the life of fetus and ban on abortion, and there isn't any space for decision being changed. The early debate for abortion as early as 13th century was based on Aristotle's view of ensoulment, ensoulment of fetus, and the church believes life forms at 40 days for male and 80 days for female. But yet, abortion was a quite prevalent and accepted practice. In 15th century, St. Antonius defended abortions that were necessary for pregnancy, but only before ensoulment. 
In 1580s, Sixtus V regarded abortion at any stage as a homicide and the punishment was excommunication. Again in 1591, the decision was reversed and abortions after insolment were regarded as homicide. And in 1869, abortion was made a sin and the punishment would be automatic excommunication. So it was more of an individual faith being implemented on the public rather than a church's view or the Bible's. Clearly, the idea has been changing throughout the history depending on the writings and beliefs of Catholic saints of the reign. But on the other side, there are people who argue that the church hadn't been pro-life since the beginning. Instead, it was against sex for pleasure and believed that sex must be done for procreation alone. No matter how liberal a nation's laws are, religious and cultural beliefs always reflect in them. For example, the Indian government legalized abortions in 1971. Even before realizing the progressive nature of their laws, we surveys the backdrops. It has legalized abortions, but only for married women, though the consent of the husband has nothing to do with. So for a single woman who is not married, abortion was not legal. However, this law was amended in January 2020, making it accessible to any woman regardless of her marital status. It has also increased the upper limit of medical termination of pregnancy from 20 weeks to 24 weeks. Abortion and adultery are among the many restrictions that state imposes to control female sexuality. It's not only the Catholic religion where the state and church claims power to control female sexuality, but also the Hindu religion, where there are three different stages of controlling a woman's sexuality. Stage 1 is done through the school of Sridharma or forceful sexual abstinence, breaking down to virginity complex imposed on self. And women do accept it on the verge to become an ideal grihani or homemaker without even realizing that they are being controlled. In stage 2, a male member of family to which a woman belongs to controls her sexuality. This is known as the right to discipline. This right is granted to her father. If the father is dead, elder or younger brother claims the right on her sexuality, but not her mother. It's her husband after her marriage and her son as a widow. The third stage is the right of the king to discipline and punish in situations like premarital sex, adultery, abortion, etc. This is the legal imposition to control women's sexuality. IPC section 497, adultery is another example where state implements rule over women's sexuality. Adultery was a criminal offence until 2018 when the Supreme Court of India ruled and decriminalized it. Whatever might be the argument, it is clear that in Poland, the state and church are interfering individual lives and privacy. They should realize that banning abortion will not prevent people from having one, but induces them to opt for unsafe self-abortions, which could sometimes lead to death of the mother like the coat hangers used in the protests in Poland, which symbolizes reproductive rights movement. Women insert coat hangers into their cervix to terminate their growing fetus and escape illegal or expensive abortions abroad. During the recent protests, an artist from Poland depicted coat hanger in the shape of Poland's map, which went viral along with the hashtag written, Women's Health in Polish. Even if the couple or the mother manages to give birth, there are a lot of factors that come to the spotlight because just giving birth isn't enough. 
parents or the parents should be able to provide quality and happy life to the born babies. And that might not be possible for parents who are surprised by unwanted pregnancies. This at times could result in orphaning kids to the streets or could become a burden to parents than happiness. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you find this useful, please share it with others and also write about it on social media. For latest updates, you can follow me on Instagram at The Intact Women and you can also contact me through mail at theintactwomen at the